0: Does anyone have anything actually funny to say? Well, sorry, yeah. I ate <laughs> a pancake. Grace, you told us a story about your mum's experience of her mother dying.
1: Like, yeah. but like, it was like, quite like, funny. Like- <laughs>
0: Grace thought she could do it with her twisted spin that would have made it entertaining. That classic classic Grace Chappell humor, you know, that that real gallows comedy, the real, you know, you never know what to expect. She's got that Dane Cook humor. I've always said that Grace Chappell is a a real Dane Cook figure. She's the modern Dane Cook. I don't know who she is. Dude, here's one for you. How old do you think Dane Cook is? This is a fun game. How old is Dane Cook? I reckon he's 50. Who is he? He's a comedian. I reckon... Arkeny's, uh, 46. Grace, do you want to hazard a guess at this man you don't know his age?
1: 61. <laughs> like, when I'm guessing 50,
2: he doesn't look 50. I'm guessing it because BMX is asking me to guess. No, 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 uh,
0: I, I mean, uh, Grace's 61 guess is funnier than the fact that Jackson's bang on the money. He's 46 goddamn years old. Yeah. <laughs> he is exact. And, important note, just I turned 46... Just turned 46 like two weeks ago, so wow. Jackson, you are on point with your Dane Cook
1: Wikipedia no. page, is actually Jackson's homepage. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah guys, you know been that. With Dane Cook the whole time. Jackson, I wish you were Dane Cook. I was just talking shit about Dane Cook. If Dane Cook got in touch with us and said he wanted to be on this podcast, I would, like, lose my mind and make room for Dane Cook in a heartbeat. So, here's my cold arms for anyone currently under the thrall of my voice. Tweet at Dane Cook, I love you on that podcast, Hdw. H T W Lane in it. <laughs> let's, let's get it
2: how Can you imagine? <laughs> Sweet. We should be saying that shit. Sweet, like, Dane Cook. We should be hitting up Vin Diesel and <laughs> Joe Manganiello.
0: I am um, on my original iPod. I had like uh, a few like uh, Dane Cook stand up sets. Same, like, same, <laughs> same, <extended> same. 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 I remember once I was listening to uh, listening to some of that comedy. I think I downloaded it off LimeWire, and Dad came in. I was listening to it over speakers, and it was Dane Cook's uh, one of his one of his classic bits called "Itchy Asshole," where yeah, Dane nice. Cook's like, uh, "You know when you got like a like a really like itchy asshole, and like yeah. you gotta like you're really using a table to get in there and like scratch that itch." And like Dad came in and was like, "What are you listening to?" Yeah, and I was like, like "Is this Dane a weird <laughs> kind of porn?" Yeah. <laughs> I'm I was like, no, dad, this is Dane Cook. Everybody this, is thought, to me. this man's a modern poet. Everybody <laughs> thought Dane
2: Cook was doing stand up, but it's actually been ASMR this whole time. <laughs> you know, when you get your life
0: off you really get in there. And it's really... <laughs> <laughs> that was my Dane Cook ASMR voice. And that's the pre show! <laughs>
1: This is a tale of a strange and dangerous world, a world known as Carthus. This is an adventure full of magic, hardship, and ale. This is a tale about a world at war and the people who are forced to endure it. From the wounds of battle come three unlikely partners, trying to make sense of something much larger than themselves. But more than any of that, this is a story about how to win loot and influence dragons.
0: Hello, and welcome back to How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons, a D&D 5e actual play for the Curio Network. I'm, as always, your number one Dane Cook ticket holder, Ben McAllister, I- and Dungeon Master, important to note. Those two things are the two most important aspects of my life, and I sometimes get them in the wrong order, but I- I- I'm Ben. <laughs> uh, I'm your rookie Gervais stand-in, Jackson usage Oh, is that a
1: yeah. true fact about you?
0: Yeah, yeah, AIDS jokes... <laughs> that's, that's it <laughs> <laughs> just, that's my friend of comedy. just AIDS jokes nothing what else yeah yeah yeah, okay. yeah. oh also yeah, cool. fuck god that, there's that as well yeah I don't know yeah. why I'm attacking Ricky Gervais I think he's actually yeah Jesus hey everyone tweet at Ricky Gervais damn you can't just keep every time we mention a celebrity you're like tweet at them Dude, I, just, just, I just want one celebrity to you. acknowledge us yeah, yeah, yeah. We should do it through hate, for sure.
2: I'm uh, the Sarah Silverman look like Thomas Owen. Nice!
1: Yeah, I'm your um, Sunday afternoon Dylan Moran, Grace Chaffer. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. little oh. good one. Yeah,
0: I you. love that, like, drunken Irishman yeah. style, Grace. Yeah. I really hope you're going to have yeah. some, like, characteristic, zany Ooh. observations about, like, what it's like to have a child. How good cigarettes Does are. Does anyone have any wine? <laughs> yeah, I do have wine, actually, yeah, I but some... I feel bad. Yeah, a little time for you. We just recorded that our uh, second Still Interested episode, i Welcome to the Jungle, which we watched last night and recorded this morning. So this is a yeah. fucking... All day bonanza podcast mm. extravaganza for Jackson and I. The observation I had yesterday, because we, the three of us, and also uh, Grace's sister Nola and my girlfriend Lil we're, were playing Dungeons and Dragons that T was DMing just for fun. I realised that my weekend is chock full of DD, chock full of podcasts, and chock full of chapels. There's
1: <laughs> so
0: just, just a lot of the pair of
2: you. But even, you know, with all those chapels, still can't get you into a church, you know? It's true. Or a chapel. Yeah,
1: or a chapel. <laughs> 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 <Yeah. I agree. laughs> what
0: do I have to do to get you in a chapel
2: today <laughs> oh goodness me <laughs> that
0: one took me too long <laughs> Jesus yeah, Christ Absolutely okay. horrifying. let's move swiftly <laughs> away from these chubby waters and do a little bit of a recap yeah. for our podcast uh, oh When we last left our heroes, they were wrapping up their day's-long journey in a cramped wagon. They’d hidden away in an ale cart traveling west from Forest's Edge, in the hope of reconvening with their compatriot Garrick, and ultimately completing their long quest to connect with Valeria’s colleagues at the university in Carth. Along the way, they learned many things. Duncan interrogated the mysterious Marcus, a soldier from Duncan’s old platoon who had deserted the front lines. He heard that the Eastern League seemed able to move large numbers of troops very quickly. As the group travelled, Valeria's notebook came alive, indicating several new potential Sine Temple locations. Of particular interest were a number of map markers in the Old Wood to the north, and a passage of text suggesting that a scholar in Hanelport may know more regarding a temple to the south, near a body of water. On the final night of the journey, Drasilia experienced a vision. In it, she saw a mysterious figure travelling through woods that seemed familiar, yet somehow different. As the party arrived in Coran, the town where they were to meet Garrick, he sent them a message via Sending Stone. I think I've been made. Someone look at me funny. They haven't made any moves yet. A woman in grey linen. That brings us to right now. I'm to say it's like afternoon uh and you guys are rolling in to town and you can see that uh Codron is like reasonably busy because it's near carthus it's like the sort of first stop on the on the king's road when you leave carthus city there's like wagons rolling in and out of town there's guards you can see the inn is quite prominent um I, i'm gonna say duncan you know this place quite well like you you and garrett used to hang out here which is why you recognize the uh the name of the inn the watchful protector yeah you guys are sort of rolling through town Rolling up to the end, Do you think you guys are doing anything in particular? So, yeah, Garrick said that he was at the Watchful Protector, right? And mm-hmm. so I guess we probably want to get there as quickly as we can and then, like, have a little peek around and see if we can actually get in there and help him out. Okay, anyone have any specific plans about how to do that? <laughs> you guys message him
1: back? Should we split up again so we don't attract attention to a party of three?
2: Yes. Yeah. Maybe? Easier to kill us that way as well. I, I think perhaps...
0: um If there is trouble here and they have Gaelic, there is not much we can do in terms of stay. We should attempt to be as stealthy as possible, but I think there's also a possibility that we might require some direct action, in which case perhaps it is better for us to stick together.
1: Maybe one could go just ahead, scope out the inn, and the other two wait just outside.
0: I'm going to say, as you guys sort of roll up onto the stretch of the road that has the inn on it, Trinda kind of whispers back through the back panel... What's what's your plan here, guys? Uh, this is uh, the destination I was supposed to deliver you to. Uh, you, you getting out? You're making you making your way into the end? I'm I'm rolling on. Probably gotta probably gotta turn around and uh, return to Forest Edge. What's the game plan?
2: Are there alleyways we could lurk in for a moment? There are alleyways, yeah. Should we just go lurk in an alleyway if she needs to get us out of the cart right away?
0: I think it's it's more about, like, she can stop, but then, like, it kind of, I don't know, maybe looks a little suspicious, like, this ale cart mm-hmm. just kind of stops and, like, doesn't really do anything. Like, she's not unloading ale into the inn. Like, nothing's happening. She's kind of, like, doesn't want to draw attention to it all.
1: Perhaps you um, could take the opportunity to feed the horses, and we can slink out without drawing attention.
0: She says... Uh, okay, yeah, that that sounds pretty reasonable. Uh, all right, I'll I'll pull up at the uh, the, the stable over here, and uh, I'll buy a bag of feed, and I'll, I'll brush down the horses, and you guys can just uh, slip out the back. How does that sound? That sounds fine, thank you. Durazi, your in, your invisibility uh, hiding magic you you can cast that on more than one person, can you not? You yeah. could probably twin it. Uh, tw- twin spelling is exactly what I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> uh, yes, I could. What's Double on? spell it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, you could. You could cast it on two people. Perhaps um, you could cast it on yourself and and somebody else?
1: Do you have a specific end in mind?
0: Okay, I'm going to say, whilst this is happening, whilst you guys are having this discussion, uh, Trinda pulls the wagon over... Uh, to the stables and like gets out and starts tying up the horses and kind of like sort of gently nudges the side of the wagon indicating the coast is clear for you guys to get out of the back and uh, I'm assuming you guys do that whilst you're having this discussion and sort of slink off into an alley Yeah. as you're sort of piling out of the back of this ale cart with Marcus in tow by the way, Marcus is with you uh, the (laughs) guy that you guys were escorting over here you guys look like further down the street to where this inn is and you can probably observe pretty obviously that there is like a um, cloth covered sort of wagon that is greatly cloth around the wagon and you can probably see two uh people standing next to it two human figures a man and a woman who are kind of just sort of standing leaning on the cart uh, arms crossed not looking like they're up to too much and you guys can then slip off into an alley in between the stable and the next building which we'll say is a general store
2: does the general store sell corporals as well what's a what <laughs> Oh, Jesus. And T, come on. That was so, <laughs> that
0: was so stupid. <laughs> like, have you never heard of the concept of a general store before? Of course I Why have. Is I'm just- it's a silly. He's like allowed to make silly jokes. Okay, the silly wow. Hodcast. Gracie's defending tea. Yeah, come yeah. on. One of his dumb jokes. I like this. I like Pick this. your
1: battles when it comes to time. Okay. <laughs> wow
0: wow um okay as you guys walk past trinda she kind of sort of slyly nods at you and you guys are sort of because it's a reasonably busy street you're able to sort of slip out into this alleyway reasonably unnoticed but now there's the four of you standing there you're not terribly obscured like you're just down an alley off the main street but like it's busy enough that no one's really paying much attention to you but you probably wouldn't want to like camp here
2: forever
1: okay so i can make two of us invisible who looks the most different and could probably go unnoticed.
2: More to the point, who's not going to be heard if they can't be seen? No point making a big metal boy invisible if they're still going to hear me clanking up the street.
1: That's fair enough, Dincon. Who's going to be more quiet than
0: uh, out, out of Myself and Marcus?
1: I think Marcus is fine because they don't know that we're travelling with him. Of course. So we'll just leave him.
0: Marcus does pipe up and say, uh, I am a deserter from the war, so... uh Kind of not that interested in uh, being seen too much, especially this deep in Carthus City. But you're right, there's no wanted posters of me, so maybe the heat's a little lower.
1: No immediate threat to us, so... (laughs) Yeah, I think it's going to be Jodie and Dresden. We have
0: just met this guy as well. Like, I don't think he should necessarily be, you know... In, in in on the uh shell the spell sharing so to speak. Yeah, whether you guys care about him or not, he doesn't yeah. want to just trapes into the inn. Let's put it that way. Here's what I reckon. Yeah, of course.
2: I reckon Marcus and I head in, make contact with Garrick as soon as possible to make sure he's not already in too much danger. You guys follow, invisible or not, based on what I say on the stone.
1: Um, I think yeah, drusy doubles invisibility onto herself and Jodas.
2: Okay, so Jody
0: and uh, Drusie are now both invisible. Mark that spell slot usage, please, and also that meta magic usage.
2: Because you uh, two could even follow us, like, right next to us.
1: We might as well.
0: Boom. So you guys are all walking in, Duncan included.
2: Yeah. Okay. Or pause. Marcus could go in, you two invisible with him, I'll wait here in the alleyway, and if stuff goes down, you beat me on the stone, and I just start cutting people up in the street.
0: Yeah, nice. No, hang on. <laughs> um, Duncan, so are you implying that if anything were to go wrong, you'd just start killing civilians? <laughs> just murdering right everyone on the street. Like, oh, there's trouble in the inn. Yeah! Uh, <laughs> just cutting what, random what people down. What purpose that
2: serve? <coughs> Jody, I know we had a misunderstanding with the captive back in the wood, but that's not what I'm suggesting at all. <laughs> I mean, if soldiers come for the inn, I'll be here. Oh, of course. Of course, okay.
0: I, I think but potentially our best play is the simplest one, is that we're, we're both now invisible, um, so I think Marcus and Duncan go ahead, uh, Durazik and I follow behind a short distance, but not not too far, uh, essentially moving together, and then we, we're, we're, at least we're all there.
2: You're right. We should
0: all be together. Okay, so you're all heading in?
1: we get together.
0: How are you doing? So two of you are invisible, you and Marcus, nervous Marcus and uh, bullish Duncan are just strolling up the main street directly into the inn. Is he
2: visibly nervous?
0: I would say he's a little bit nervous, yeah. Mm. He's kind of been like, oh, I don't know about this, guys. It seems, seems kind of risky to me, but uh, I have to trust you. I'm, uh, I'm essentially piggybacking on your journey here, so I'll, I'll go along with it. Marcus, if you prefer, if you don't want to come into the, the tavern with us, you, by all means, you're welcome to, to stay out here. But this is probably the best, the best, almost simple way for us to to move forward. Yeah, I mean, he, he already said he, he'd go along with it. Like, he was like, I'll, I'll go with you guys, totally. He's just, like, he's just a little nervous about it. I would love if you weren't so visibly nervous, because that <laughs> might get us killed. Oh. I reckon, Marcus, you
2: got to stay here.
0: <laughs> okay, you're planning to, to leave him behind? He says, okay, and then uh, what, you guys will go in and I should meet up with you later, or what's
2: the deal here? Wait here. If we can, we'll come get you.
0: Okay. I can wait here. Uh, yeah, yeah, it sounds good. I'll wait here.
2: If you hear fighting, come stick your head in.
0: <laughs> he chuckles a little bit and says, "Yeah, okay, that sounds good. I'll, I'll go make myself uh, inconspicuous down the far end of this alley, and uh, I'll, I'll try and meet up with you guys later. I guess you know where I am. Come on back. G'day. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> All right. So you're leaving the boy behind. Remember the time we had Marcus on the show as an NPC, guys, and then like, yeah, nice, an alley and never saw him again. All right. So so Duncan walks in uh, by himself. With two invisible people at his side.
2: Yeah, at a, at a moderate distance behind me.
0: And you're just walking, walking in the front door? Past these uh grey, grey linen caravan and grey linen wearing people?
2: Oh, I thought they were further up the road.
0: They were right in front of the inn. Which oh is yeah, further up yeah, right
2: yeah, right. bugger, gone in.
0: Cool. Uh, So as you guys walk along Main Street, Marcus tucks back down the alleyway. You guys walk up to the inn. You walk up onto the sort of footpath and uh, walk along the front of like the caravans and horses that are tied up in front of the inn. Do you cast a glance at this grey caravan as you walk past it or are you just straight ignoring it?
2: Uh, I think I will ignore it. Okay.
1: I would like to look at it.
2: Yeah, go oh, ahead. Invisible people. I would also like
0: to take this moment to, rather than cast a glance, cast a spell, and I'm going to cast oh, Bless oh. on the three of us. Oh, nice. Very nice. cool. So Probably like, back in the <laughs> alleyway, though. Yeah, sure. Wh- whenever. It's
1: been so long since we've had a Bless. Yeah,
0: somewhere out of combat. A nice little Bless can. Hashtag Bless.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> um, okay, Gracie. What do you want in? Perception? Yeah, perception looks good. Uh, 13. Okay. Maybe it doesn't look good. <laughs> <laughs> With
0: that 13, you notice that one of them, the woman in the Grey Linden, leaning on the Grey Linden Caravan, has looked at Dun Khan as he's walked past and looked away at her friend, but you don't then see any... Whether she
1: says anything or...
0: Yeah, you maybe see like a, a an elbow nudge. Um, okay. As you, as you walk past.
2: I'm wearing a hood, by the way. Over your whole face? <laughs> You know this stuff the Zodiac? Killer <laughs> <laughs> You're wearing a Zodiac Killer outfit.
0: Cool, cool, that's not conspicuous. <laughs>
2: Dun Ted Cruz Khan.
0: Yeah, nice.
2: <laughs> Dun
1: Dun Cruz. Oh, that okay. makes
0: so much sense. You've been playing Ted Cruz the whole time. Alright, so you guys walk on into the inn. I
1: think I actually take out my sending stone. Okay. And beep Dun Khan. Okay.
0: And Garrick? and Is he Garrick Is the yeah, what do you say um,
1: heading into the inn grey lady noticed you Duncan. prepare for action <laughs>
0: oh nice Garrick replies and says you guys are coming in okay the lady at the table hasn't made any moves yet uh, I guess I'll see you in a minute uh, like having seen all this can Jody then like uh, use perception to see if there's been any development with like the the guards outside mhm that is a 9 plus 6 15 okay yep so you don't need a perception to see the fact that they are gone they're no longer standing on the side of the caravan where they were but with that very good perception you can see like the linen on the siding of the caravan sort of moving back and forth like implying maybe they're inside
2: i made them so horny they had to go and fuck <laughs> <laughs> Jodie Jody peels off and goes to try and have a look inside the little um,
1: uh,
0: caravan. Okay, and I assume neither of you know he's doing that because he's yeah. invisible. So give me a stealth check, Jodie, to, to sneak up on the back of this caravan and like move, I guess, some of the linen aside and look inside. What a little pervert. Do I do I get advantage because I'm invisible? I think you probably do, yes. I feel like that's something yeah, that invisibility know. would tie into. That makes you know? sense, that makes sense, yep. Well, the first one was a two, so I'm glad that happened. Uh, As <laughs> uh, so Sixteen. Um, okay, you you push aside the uh, linen a little bit, and you can see the two of them are in there. The man, he's got his back to you, and he's like holding something to his mouth, whispering. And the woman is just kind of standing there, looking cautious. Is there anything else in the caravan, or is it essentially just oh, the two like of them? Boxes, yeah. like some supplies, like their weapons, like nothing particularly exciting. Can I can I take their weapons? <laughs> um, that is going to require a good stealth check. Considering it's, it's a small caravan, it's not as big as the one you guys have just come out of. Yeah. Yeah, and they're standing in it, so you're have to, like, reach in past them and snake one of their weapons away. So, okay, there's two swords and two bows, like, sitting on the floor. Do you want to try and take all of them?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I want to try and take all of them. This
2: ghost oh, dad case- This paper? is how we die! <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, okay. My okay. thinking is, is that like, they're already, like, we've been made, like there's no, there's no way out of this, right?
1: You should 100% do it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so split-screen action. Split-screen action while Jody's reaching in to grab these things. You guys walk up into the inn proper, Invisible Gazelia and Duncan. It doesn't take you long to spy Garrick sitting in a back booth with his own sort of cloak drawn up, just quietly head down, looking at his, his uh, mug in front of him. And after a cursory glance around the room, you can see the woman in grey linen who appears to have like a far-off expression on her face, and she sort of slowly turns to the door as you come in. And then uh, doesn't make any immediate moves. She just kind of like looks at you and then looks quickly away back over at Garrick. I guess you proceed over towards Garrick? She's
2: I go and sit with the lady.
0: Okay. What? Alrighty then. okay uh okay all right uh how do you want this to play out (laughs) duncan goes and sits down at the lady and as duncan sits down she looks up at him and you can see for a moment shock in her face and then like almost a little bit of happiness does duncan say anything she's silent
2: can i buy you a drink she nods what are you drinking
0: whatever whatever's on offer good sir
1: I'm going to go over to Garrick.
0: Okay, you go over to Garrick. You, you move over invisible and what, do you like whisper to him or something? Yep. What do you say? It's me. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of like startles a little bit. And then he's like, uh, he like puts his hand on his mouth and he's like, Oh, yes, uh, Drasilia, good, good to see you again. Um, what the fuck is Duncan doing?
1: <laughs> I don't know.
0: Does Drasilia at this time point realise that Jody isn't there?
1: I don't think she does. No, I mean, how would she? How
0: would any of them know that Jodie isn't there? Jodie's yeah. just gone. Um, okay, so three scenes occurring simultaneously here. Do you go buy a drink, do come?
2: No, I wave over a waiter. Mm-hmm.
0: And What'll you have, stranger? A couple of ales, please. Right away!
2: And uh, away this uh, curly, mustachioed gentleman whisks. And then I, sending stone, whilst I've got it here at the table, get everyone out of the inn so that we can't get trapped in here.
0: Let's roll back down to Jody. Jody, give me that stealth check to nab those weapons. Yeah, yeah, cool. Now, do I, do I get an advantage on this or not? Look. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah I will I'll, I'll say mate, you I am invisible. Yeah, okay. You are, like, re- like, it's a small room, essentially, and you're trying to drag two bows and two swords out the back of it. But go ahead. I'll say you have an advantage, but the DC is going to be pretty high. Okay, 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 okay. The first one is a nat 20, and that's not a going to be that. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'm just gonna roll with that and not even roll again. Yeah, okay, fair enough. So, uh, Jesus, that makes so little sense. Uh, I'm gonna say, in, in a moment, the lady turns around to walk over to her friend who's like uh, holding something up to his face. And Jodie's able to very quietly, like, just pull these bows and swords out the back of the wagon. And now, there's just two bows and two swords floating in the street behind him. Wouldn't the they become
2: invisible once he's holding them?
0: Is that how it works? Yeah, I guess it is. So, yeah, they're invisible. As soon if as he actually just walks
2: up, he just needs to touch them. Yeah, and then they're, and if they're not looking at them. They're just.
0: Yep, yep, yep. So, yeah, Jody makes these things. Vanish and then uh, bundles them into his arms. And now he's standing behind his caravan, uh, does yeah. he move are away he, or what? Are there so are there horses on this caravan? Yeah, there are. There are two. Is there some way I can try and like get them to start riding off? Uh, yeah.
1: Could, like, whip them? You
0: certainly could, yeah. They're they're tied up. You'd have to, like, untie them off their post and then, like, give them, like, a good whipping, yeah. But you certainly could do that. I I guess the first thing I'm going to do is untie the horses. So I'm I'm, going to stash the weapons I have and and then try and um, untie the horses. Uh, So what, you untie the horses from the post or from the cart? I will untie the horses from the caravan and then, like, essentially just try and, like, send them on their way. Okay, so you untie the horses from the caravan, so your same stealth check allows you to do that. I'm gonna say sending them on their way is gonna make some noise that will startle the people inside the wagon. I don't see a way you can really do that in a quiet way, because you're essentially, like, spooking horses as an invisible man. That's cool. Yeah, so basically I'm just gonna make advantage of the fact that I'm, like, uh, invisible, and then I guess, like... How, how would you spank them a on horse? the
2: butts? you got a couple of swords.
0: You could poke them a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I guess. Well, I'm also a monk, and I also have incredible, incredible hands. So I think I just give these horses, like, a, a little, a, a, a gentle spank each to try and
2: get them on their way, essentially. Cool.
0: So you untie the horses, you spank them, the horses both, like, start, <laughs> Dude. like, Whoa!
2: A
1: gentle spank with incredible
2: hands.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You gently spank these uh, proud stallions and
1: uh, yeah,
0: and they get spooked and uh, they both sort of neigh and whinny and, and like try and like get out of like it's like quite tight quarters but they sort of make their way out into the street uh, and you hear from inside the cart, what the bloody hell, uh, quickly have a look and then you, you see the, the, the lady's head poke out and see the horses moving away and she's like, the horses are free, what do we do? And he says, oh, fuck, we gotta, something's up here. And then they look around and realize their weapons are gone and they're like, shit. And they like get out of the back of the cart. The lady goes to try and get the, the horses back while the guy takes a, a look around and then makes a beeline for the front door of the inn. And I think we'll split screen back inside the inn for the minute. Uh, Brasilia and Garrick are sort of sitting there watching what's going on. Duncan's talking to the lady. After a minute, the lady probably says, I don't think you know uh, how long I've been waiting to speak to you, Duncan, if I don't miss my mark. What? Oh yeah, she she sort of actually mildly chuckles and says, "My name is Elena, and I think we can help each other. We have a lot to talk about. Are you are you willing to come with us?" Who who are you? Oh, so much to talk about. Uh, okay, um, I'm from the Eastern League, and we've come a long way, uh, my my associates and I, and uh, we've been trying to track you guys down because we we've heard that. You guys have been digging around and we think I don't want to talk about it here, she grits her teeth and she says, but I think your pal Garrick over there and you and I could have some interesting discussions. What do I look like to you? Uh, a a dwarf. And then, uh, at this point, two things happen. First thing that happens is, the guy in grey who Jodie's just spooked blunders into the top of the inn and starts immediately scanning the room and sees you sitting down with Elena and starts making a beeline for you. When... You get, all of you, a message on your sending stone from an, an unknown voice that says, Okay, things have really gone to shit here, haven't they? Uh, I guess we're going to have to slice the pie. Garrick, my name's Kyron. The, the rose is white. Does, if that means to you what I think it means to you, you'll know to trust me. Uh, in about two seconds, a brawl's about to break out and you need to make a run for the back door. And sure enough, two seconds later, two boys sitting at a table in the far corner, sort of like, nod at each other, stand up, tip over their table, and start like fist fighting. These two dudes wearing leather armor, and like everyone in the inn kind of turns to pay attention. People start crowding around towards them, and Garrick sort of whispers under his breath, "The rose is white." Like, fuck me. All right, Roselia, I think, I think these are who we're looking for.
1: I'm like, oh, Jody's here as well.
0: <laughs> he says. What are we gonna do about Duncan? We gotta, we gotta get, we gotta get out the back door. And uh, the, the back door is sort of like quite near where Drasilia and Garrick are sitting on one side of the inn. Duncan's across the other side of the inn, talking to Elena. And this boy in grey is walking over to you. But now there's commotion in the bar, and everyone except Elena, the boy in grey, and the three of you are all kind of keyed into it. But you all heard that message on your stone. Jody enters the bar, <laughs> very confused. Okay. You walk into the bar and you see all that stuff I just described. So Duncan's <laughs> sitting down with Elena. There's a big brawl going on.
2: I think Duncan continues to Elena. And so if I look like a dwarf, what did your people do to the dwarven people?
0: I, I, I don't know why you think I have anything to do with whatever's going on with the war. I, uh, this is this is not how this was supposed to go. Look, will you, will you just come with us and we can keep talking about this? And uh, the, the boy in Grey Linen is there now standing next to you. And he... Uh, puts his hand on your shoulder
2: I punch him as hard as I can
0: alright let's do some shit everybody roll initiative
1: did you crit your uh initiative roll jacker? yeah that's two nat 20s in a row
0: <laughs> So Jody's Oof. 28 or something
2: dumb. Do I get a surprise on the dude? Yeah, I'm going to say
0: you get to hit him. So go ahead and make an unarmed attack.
2: It occurs to me, can I instead actually just hit him with my greatsword non-lethal? Yeah, I mean, I guess mm-hmm. you can. Because you're allowed to draw all a weird. weapon as part of like, an attack yeah, action. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. go for it. Is that right? Yep. 15? Yep, that'll hit him. 13 damage.
0: Okay, um... I'm gonna find a stat block for this guy. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say with that he's like knocked backwards in sheer surprise, uh, and now it's Jody's turn.
2: I have extra attack, so. Oh, okay,
0: go again. Yeah, we, we figured out it does work in the surprise round. Any yeah. attack action. Yeah, so sorry, ahead.
2: I smack him again with the flat of the blade. That's gonna uh-huh. be sixteen to yep, hit. Yep, that does it. And that is thirteen damage.
0: Lightning fast as soon as he touches Duncan. Duncan slaps him twice with the flat of his blade and he's uh, sort of like stumbled back and he's looking like he's nearly in the dirt already, but he's still there. Jody, you're up. You've just seen Duncan like batter this dude twice and him stumble back from the table. People are starting to take notice of this now as well and it looks like it's turning into a full on rootin' tootin' bar fight. So uh, uh, what, what, yeah. what does Jody do? Is there anyone else like on the edge that's starting to get in the mix? Like are people like <laughs> really gravitating towards him? Uh, people are now being like, yeah, get him! Get him good and like you know the cheering different people on and like two two young women who were kind of on the verge of blows in a tense conversation have decided to take this opportunity to just fucking have a go at each other also <laughs> there's like a, a lot of real fisty cubs going on and you see the bartender run out of the bar down into the street I, I move near the the guy that uh, Duncan's been wailing on. Is there, like, anyone else, like, in, in close proximity to this guy? I mean, uh, Elena, the, the woman in grey linen who had been keeping her eyes on Gary. Basically, what I want to do is... I, w- I want to go into punch this dude as well, but I want to punch one of the bystanders, like, in the way... Like, on, on the way there, essentially. Just, like, to incite You're... this brawl, even further. Oh, him. you want to, like, rile up the brawl? Well, yes. Yeah, wanna, like, make yeah, like, that yeah, yeah. attack to make it look like his, like, the guy next to him has hit
1: him? Yeah. Um,
0: exactly. <laughs> You lose invisibility. invisibility. But you get multi attacks. I'm going to say you can do this and your next attack before you lose the invisibility.
1: So he punches someone yeah. invisible yeah. and then the guy turns around
0: and says, like, like, hey, hey, yeah. nice. <laughs> so, so good. So is that, is that the plan? Like, fair enough, yeah. yeah. I mean, if I'm just throwing out free punches, I may as well just throw an extra Alright, so you throw a punch. I'm going to say, this is just a commoner, Like, you don't even need to roll for this. Yeah. You can hit the first guy okay. and you succeed <laughs> in inciting a, a, a tertiary roll <laughs> uh, in the middle of the time. So now, there's a real hullabaloo. I'm going to say uh, that the guy who was at the like piano starts playing... Like, a fucking fighting chick. Yes. <laughs> it's like, this is a good old-fashioned dust-up, the likes of which they haven't seen in here in a while. And uh, yeah, I'm so excited like, for you to put that in post. Like, yeah, 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 I'm gonna add, going to add like a fucking honky fighting yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like people chanting and like throwing shit, yeah, and uh, oh. now you can, go on. Can I pick up a chair on the way and like bring it in? <laughs> Into, like, yeah. going, like, into the back of this guy? Yeah, 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 you can chair this guy. Go ahead. We'll call that uh, we'll call it a simple weapon, like a club. So yeah, you can have your preventative bonus, but it's not dex right. or strength. So plus three, 11, yeah. Which is his armor class, because he's wearing a linen shirt, <laughs> and you successfully <laughs> wang him with this chair. Uh, go ahead and roll 1d6 plus your strength mod. 1d6. Five damage. Okay, you, you just knock him out. She just hit him hard enough that nice. this chair breaks on him and he goes sprawling out on the floor of the bar and now you've got Jodie standing next to you holding the remnants of a chair I and mean, he just chaired this
1: guy unless do you come over to um, Garrick
0: yeah then? you've still got movement but this is what Duncan sees yeah yeah <laughs> out of nowhere you just see Jodie materialise uh-huh. with the remnants of Jax the chair was invisible while Jodie was holding it and now Jodie's standing there with the remnants of the chair um I think Jody's just kind of like Hey uh, to both uh, like <laughs> Elena and, uh, and gone and then runs over to join to join Garrick and uh, Druzzy. Okay so next person to act is Druzzy.
1: Garrick Jody I'm going out back. We can't miss these people. Come if you want. Cool and I totter over there while still invisible.
0: Still invisible. Okay, yeah. so so Drowsy heads out, like, you got to walk a little bit across the bar, and then in the back door, there's, like, more stairs down into the alley behind the inn, where you see another nondescript wagon with a guy standing next to it who's wearing just, like, leather armor. You can see he's got a sword on the side. His, like, armor is, like, rolled up a little bit, uh, and you can see a sash of, like, white cloth wrapped around his sort of forearm with a little rose decal on it. He's... The white rabbit. He can't see you but he obviously but like you that's what what you see he's standing like looking at the back door of the inn like obviously quite impatient and he's like holding open like the sort of back door of this wagon that he's parked in this back alley in
1: I jump in the open door of the wagon. Okay, yeah. And I just say, who are you?
0: You make a thud as you yeah. land in the back door of the wagon. We'll say that's the end of your turn. He's like, huh? And then it's Elena who, uh, seeing like this happen and then seeing, yeah, um, doing kind of is Like, wait, you, you don't understand. We're not your enemies. Uh, oh, can you just, mm, this is how this was supposed to go. And she like tries to make like a, an attempt to, to grab you um, as I guess you're kind of like standing up to attack this guy. Mm. Uh, so can I get you to make a strength check? Just a strength check. And she like, tries to scrabble
2: onto you. Athletics, or...? She doesn't have Is it a grapple? I think that would be athletics.
0: Okay, use your athletics then. Uh...
2: 23.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> she she fails, you sort of brush her aside. Uh that, that was her action, so so she's done. Now it's um Garrick who uh, nods at Jody, says, Jody, uh always a pleasure. Wish we had more time to chat. Really wanna get out this back door though. Uh, I, I'll explain. I later. wish that as well. Oh, the Gallic, of course, it's been so long. Oh, we had so many experiences. Oh. I was gonna go help Dum Khan, but it kinda looks like you took care of that. Uh he's a big boy. I'm I'm just gonna jet. And I think at this point, unless any of you wants to do anything else, the immediate threats to you have passed. Uh, now that you've kind of like dismissed of Elena trying to grab you, and you guys can essentially file at the back door in the middle oh, of this hover. Assuming oh, I'm that's what
2: you're knocking doing. her out and bringing her with me. Okay,
0: so we'll study oh initiative for right now. Um, Garrick turns out the door and leaves then, assuming that you're all just gonna leave. Garrick's gone, and now it's Duncan.
2: I smack her with the flat of my blade. Okay, go for it. And in fact, I'm gonna power attack her.
1: This defenseless woman who has posed no threat to you? Yeah, it's
2: <laughs> true. Duncan's power attacking you. Go ahead. Right. So that is gonna be 20 to hit. Yep, that'll do it. Reroll those. One. That is six, ten twenty damage.
0: Yeah, she's not got just
2: Sweet. So then I use my extra attack to grapple her, which yep. I think is probably entirely it is, successful. Probably not even really a grapple. I'm just picking her up at this point. Yeah, you can just pick her up.
0: You just like start moving into the back door. or what? Yep. Okay. Cool. So so in the middle of this hubbub, I, I'm gonna say if it wasn't for the additional hubbub Jody caused, people probably would notice the dwarf carrying the unconscious woman out the back door. <laughs> but because things are in such disarray thanks to Jody's quick thinking, I'm gonna say like you're able to essentially file out the back door. You probably see Jody and Derek sort of halfway down the stairs, and this same guy that I described you before as you are all sort of outside you see his eyes kind of light up and he's like
2: come on let's go 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 and he's like ushering into the back of the wagon do you think you'd do it? I think probably I would like go up to him and be like, Who the hell are you? Before, so
0: you're you're trying to interrogate this guy, you see him kind of like roll his eyes and like, We don't have a lot of time, and Garrick just says out of the
2: back of the way he's coming into, It's a tactical extraction, Duncan, it's getting the fucking way. I throw the unconscious woman on Garrick's lap Um, as a kind of passive aggressive, like, Yeah. Fucking explain this shit yeah, and like yeah. hop in yeah
0: as soon as you're all in the back this guy who I believe told you his name was K- Kyron uh, when he was talking to of the stone that's what it is but okay. Kyron gets uh, gets into the front and uh, like yaw and basically starts peeling out uh, uh, immediately so Marcus is nowhere in sight for what it's worth um oh. <laughs> he's still in the town along with the unconscious boy in the inn as you guys sort of, sort of uh, imagine it like a scene where like you see like the police wagons rolling up on the front of the inn to break up this brawl that's going on uh, and meanwhile you guys kind of like pull out a back alley and out onto the main street yeah, and start nice. heading west towards Carter City and uh whoa, Man, I ben, just kinda... how's, your, how's your plot bible Ben? How's Woo! My... <laughs> That was some off-the-rails shit right there. (laughs) Hey everyone, it's me, your friendly DM, just checking in in the middle of the show here. As always, thank you so much for listening to Chapter 21. We hope those of you who got on board after the recap episode are enjoying what you've heard so far. We sincerely appreciate all your listens and all your support. No call to action from me this week, just a shout out to a fan who's been spreading the good word on Reddit. Thanks Tomushie, that's T-O-M-U-S-H-I-E, for telling people about us. Everyone go show him some love for showing us some love. It's really, really helpful. If you want us to give you a shout out like Tom, go ahead and tweet Facebook or Reddit at or about us. We love hearing from you and we love it when you spread the word. You can find us everywhere at Curio Network and also on Twitter at HTW Laid. As always, ratings and reviews and stuff like that on iTunes or wherever are super duper helpful, so please consider that stuff if you like us and you want us to keep making the show, but I won't take up any more of your time. Thanks again. We really appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of the show.
1: Say, um, there is a um a half elf in a, this alley. Can we go pick him up? He may or may not be handsome. <laughs>
0: uh, I'm still invisible. Uh, K- Kyron, who is a human man and definitely handsome, but totally not Juzzy's type, uh, is, is immediately uh, kind of like, oh, I thought there was a fourth with you. Um, oh shit. Hopefully he's kept his head. I'll try and send someone to pick him up. Uh, no promises though. <laughs> he... I told him to stick his head in if he had a fight. Yeah, well, like oh, yeah. the. He only will have like just heard it as the police wagons are showing up, so he's probably like running towards them. Like, oh no, my (laughs) friends. Get there at least we'll have, like, a, we'll have a really good excuse for like not okay. sticking around next time like, we'll be like oh yeah, sorry yeah. dude like <laughs> we got tactical extracted okay so minus one Marcus plus one Elena alright <laughs> let's, let's proceed with the story That's as constructed fun. so uh, you guys uh tearing out of town and as soon as you're probably a reasonably short distance out of town Kyron actually slows the cart to a sort of reasonable pace not wanting to draw any attention to them you're on the road and Kyron explains the back part is open this isn't like a secret cart in mm-hmm. before he just kind of leans over his shoulder and is like so that got a little uh, hairier than i intended uh who's that he he motions at the unconscious full blooded elf woman who is now uh, across Garrick's lap wearing this gray linen that's a prisoner of war
1: <laughs> uh, That's a long story
0: guess garrick says um Kyren was it uh so i guess you're uh connected to Valeria and uh the university and and our work uh i guess we we hadn't met before but uh you knew the code phrase that Valeria told me, so could you kindly just explain to me what the fuck is going on right now? Well, uh, ugh, there's so much to explain. Well, suffice to say, Garrick, up until now, you'd been dealing with Valeria and and a little bit with Alvar, and I'm gonna be honest, you'd you been kind of kept out of the, the the larger inner workings of our group, and uh, we we didn't know if we could trust you, but it seems like now you and your new friends here have become... More embroiled in this than uh, we ever could have imagined, so we figured it best to uh, bring you in, see what you've learned, and uh, I'll save the the bulk of the questioning and explaining for uh, Alva when we when we get there. But uh, suffice to say, we're heading to Anilaw.
1: Can I see the map? Heading where?
0: where? where? Anal- Analore is what he says. Anilaw. Oh,
1: is that on the map?
0: No, it's not. Hey, hey Ben, just uh, r- r- real quick. Those swords that I jacked are they like cool Eastern League style swords, or just like your standard? Yeah, the dude, they're swords? a little a little different. Like they were made by the Eastern League cool is there like a like what's sort, what's sort of vibe we talking here uh, i'm gonna say that they're, they're less finely crafted but they appear like in terms of, like they don't look as nice but i'm gonna say that they're like probably like sharper and like maybe a little more like um utilitarian and effective than the okay. uh, swords you may have encountered here
2: do they have communist yes. propaganda engraved on the blade
0: well they're, they're sickles they're, they're actually sickles we said swords the whole time but that's what we meant yeah one of them's a hammer one of them's a sickle as a whole as a whole vibe
2: <laughs> yeah so you guys are on the road do we know of Analore? Nope, never heard of it. None of you. Why well, turn to the dude I'm like, what on earth is Analore?
0: You'll find out in great detail soon, but uh it, it's um uh, I guess you could say it's something of a secret settlement. Honestly, we've just called it Analore. We found it. We don't know its real name. It's a series of sort of tunnels and and rooms underneath university inside Karthus City. We figure it's probably best not to go in the front gate of Karthus because, well, you're all highly wanted, so, uh, we'll be taking the back door.
1: What sort of vibe do I get off this guy if I were to roll for inside? Go ahead. Eleven?
0: Um, yeah, he seems like no nonsense, but, like, ultimately, you have no reason to distrust him. He did just pull you out of a pretty, pretty messy situation.
1: Yeah, um, who were those people in the grey linen? How did you know there was a threat?
0: In answer to the first question, I don't know who they are. I'm not sure if Alvar will either, but uh, I guess we've got one so we can find out what we need to know. I was sent out to try and find you guys, and I, I kind of figured that you'd be making your way towards Cohen sooner or later, and uh, I've been watching the inn, waiting for Garrick, and uh, reasonably quickly noted them keeping tabs on you. So uh, I was getting ready to create the diversion. Those were uh, two of our operatives in the corner booth who have now sacrificed themselves. They should be okay, they'll, they'll spend a night in the, in the town lockup as uh, drunk and disorderly. They uh, were staged to create the diversion that got you guys out of there. Spies on spies on spies. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not the title of this episode, I don't know what will be. And uh, Kyron Karen chuckles and says, I suppose you could put it like that, yes. Look, I'm sure you're, you're very confused, you've probably got lots of questions, but honestly I think it's, it's probably best to leave most of it for Alvar. I, I'll answer what I can, but I'm worried I'll just confuse you more.
1: I want to search this lady in grey.
0: Cool. She's wearing a grey linen robe. I guess it's more like a whole outfit, I guess. Not so much a robe. Do you
1: want me to investigate? Please. It's
0: a nine down to an eight. Uh, okay, yeah. It doesn't have any, like, weapons on her. You probably would find, like, a sending stone pretty quickly. i take that sending stone. Okay.
1: nice,
0: Cool. You've got that now. So as you guys are heading towards uh, Carthus and it starts to loom large, you turn left along a road to the south, actually ignoring the main gates of Carthus and, and heading down towards Espera. You are sort of in the foothills, which I'm going to say uh, Garrick and Duncan and maybe Jody would know, are kind of notoriously unsafe. There's, there's monsters, both mundane and magical, that sort of roam these foothills. Chiron very sort of comfortably and quickly takes the cart off the road and sort of starts picking a path through these foothills. It seems like he knows where he's going reasonably well.
2: Reasonably.
0: Yeah. Have I
1: become visible again by now?
0: Uh, it's been over an hour, yes. So I'm going to say you've popped back into visibility. So as you guys are heading to the foothills, I'm going to say you're losing the light. It's getting dark. And surprisingly... You None of can... us make out. yeah. And you've encountered no trouble, which is probably surprising to those of you who have trekked along this sort of area of the world before. It's almost perhaps as if Chiron knows kind of safe areas to stick to and which ones to avoid. And you're heading sort of deeper into the foothills when uh, all of a sudden the wagon sort of abruptly stops. Chiron says... We're gonna have to leave the wagon here for now. We'll have someone come collected and, and move it somewhere less conspicuous. Honestly, right now, we're more conspicuous than a wagon. So we're gonna head in there and he kind of gestures towards what you don't immediately notice. It seems kind of like a very well-hidden sort of fissure in a rock wall on the side of one of these foothills. It's only after a couple of seconds of looking at it, after having, like, had it sort of directly pointed out to you, that you actually notice that it is a fissure. And uh, I says, uh, then we'll enter the tunnels, and from there it won't be long till we arrive at Annalore. Let me tell you, if, uh, these foothills seem dangerous to you, the parts of the tunnel system that we haven't, uh, shall we say, explored and blocked off fully can be, uh... They can be pretty dangerous themselves. Do you guys kind of like pile out of the wagon and sort of head into the fissure?
1: What do we do with the lady? She's still asleep? I'm bringing a
2: dragon no, She's
0: definitely around. she's definitely awake. She's been awake sort of as you guys entered the foothills, but kind of bound and gagged.
2: Blindfolded okay. as well. You know the Zodiac? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she's wearing like a Zodiac outfit. Yeah, for sure.
0: As you guys enter, you're leaving a sort of dark space as it's nighttime outside. As you enter, you find yourself in like a, a bigger than you would have thought Rock chamber. <laughs> Just can't have any, any questions about the stonework.
2: He sure does.
0: Alright, give me them rolls. So 14. Okay. I would say it looks similar to you to stonework you've seen in, in other places you've been before, like inside the Temple of Life, inside the Temple of Knowledge. Like it looks
2: So it looks like stonework at the locales associated with the Sine. Yes. those ones yes it
0: does it does indeed maybe like a little a little rougher but like certainly of a similar kind of construction
2: interesting
0: yes also in the tunnel that you guys are now in which is kind of dimly lit there is a railroad track and a little rail car
1: can i have a quick peek at valeria's notebook to see if any of the like points that are marked on the map correspond to where we are
0: Absolutely. I'll say there, there, there is some new information for you on the book here. There is a circle around the entire peninsula containing Espera, which has filled in as you guys have kind of headed south a little bit towards it. Next to it is written... Could this have been a temple location?
1: How close are we to Espera?
0: Well, you're at Carver City. If you look at the map, you're like south of Carver City in the foothills to the south. It's quite a bit further south. Okay. And also there is a page labeled Analore. Which, uh, basically says, My name's Annalore. Not many people know that. <laughs> I'm a cut rock tunnel as large as a tangerine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I gotta work on my impressions.
0: My name's Michael <laughs> Kai.
1: I was born into the <laughs> Huh?
0: Okay, uh, you find a page labelled Analore, which reads the following. Analore. We found this in a tunnel construction early on. Parts of it are now secure, which we use as a base of our more clandestine operations. However, there are many other yet uncleared and unmapped parts of the tunnel system which are still full of dangerous creatures and other perils. Cool. Chiron says... I suggest uh, we all pile into the cart here, and uh, it's like a hand-pumped one. And he's like, uh, I guess I'll, I'll do the pumping and the driving, considering I, I know uh, which tunnels are safe and, and which ones are going to lead us to uh, parts of the, the system that we can control. I want to stress that uh, some of the places we're going through are unsecured. We don't use the backways here and, unless there's no other option. So we haven't got around to, to fully fully blocking off the more dangerous parts of the tunnel system yet. So keep your eyes peeled.
2: In the army, we have a name for dangers like these. We call them random encounters.
0: So you guys all pile into this mine cart. It's pretty big. And I guess, like, you've got your your captive on the floor. And then, yeah, the three of you and Garrick all kind of sitting in the cart and uh, trundling along. And Kyron's kind of holding, like, a light. There's like a light on the front of the cart that's sort of making a beam in front of you. You can all see in the dark, though, because Jody, I assume, has his goggles back on. You better believe he does. But Kyron, as a human man, cannot. So he, he requires the, the torch beam. He's, he's pumping along. Yeah, I think Jody might turn to Garrick and just sort of be like, my friend, like, I feel like it's been so long. What how how are you? What what's been happening? Garrett kinda uh gives you sort of a, a thin smile and says, It's good to see you all again too, Jody. Uh I must admit I'm relieved to see you all well. It's been, as you say, a while. Uh you did disappear on me for a week there, so uh still uh got some got some questions about how all that works, but uh I'm actually quietly hopeful uh some of the texts I managed to uh convince Hasselback to let loose from the library uh might uh Combine with uh, what Alvar's been doing here, and maybe we can get some answers to this whole thing. And he gestures at his backpack, which he sort of cracks Oops. open, and you can see has, like, a few tomes in it.
1: I think I show Garrick the two books about the web.
0: Yeah, okay, cool. And um, I think I
1: also say, Garrick, you're looking really good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and no, he's a little taken <laughs> aback, uh, I'd say. First by the books, and second by the come-on.
1: How he's it like, a come-on? Okay.
0: He's kind of like, uh, thanks, Jazzy. You too, uh, I guess. Uh, these uh, books uh, uh, look relevant. Uh, I honestly don't think now's the time to take a break and have a read. I think we should keep our eyes peeled, but, uh, I'll, I'll make sure to, to pass him along. As you guys are moving along, you can see that Chiron is is driving, pumping away, and sort of switching left and right at a few T-junctions that you come across. When I'm going to say Jody, with your very keen, perceptive ears and eyes, now that you can see in the dark, just as Chiron announces, Okay, uh, we should be not far from the uh, the controlled parts of the tunnels now, so we should be nearly out of the woods, but keep your eyes peeled. Uh, You hear...
2: Can you <coughs> underlay Taylor Swift's... Out of the woods for this bit.
0: Yeah, I will actually. I'll get the rights to that and throw it in here. you can
2: do like 15 seconds for free, right?
0: Yeah, I'm going to use also lots of Ed Sheeran music throughout this episode. Just nice. throw it in there, dude, like under everything. Nice. Like you guys nice, be in that barb roll and I'll be playing Galway Girl. Nice. <laughs> but Gal- like yeah. at a slightly lower tempo. What was I saying? Yeah, so, so, so Jodie, you hear some sort of scrabbling and scraping uh, around a bend in the tunnel ahead of you. I hear something that down the tunnel, a, a scraping? Do I have any sort of sense of, like, having it somewhat of an awareness of, of, like, the foothills here and that sort of thing? Do I have any sense of what it might be? You know that there are a lot of, like, both mundane and magical, like, underground and sort of, like, mountain-dwelling creatures. Like, you would not be surprised to run along some kind of, like, rock monster, basically. Right, right, right. Uh, I'm going to say Chiron uh, sort of uh, quickly sort of pulls the cart to a halt. You hear the sort of scrabbling around the, the corner sort of um, continue, but doesn't appear to be getting any closer to you. Well, um, what do we think, everyone? If we cannot go over it... You know. <laughs>
1: okay. well, what? You mean we go under it?
0: Or 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 through it? I I I don't know. I I I sort of wasn't certain how to uh, move forward, so I just sort of threw out some words and hoped that you would um gloss over them and then uh, move forward with a brilliant plan. So that was.
1: Why don't Car- you go have a peek? Karen, Karen
0: says, um, "I can't hear the thing. Uh, how big does it sound to you, Joe? <laughs> Get and... your
1: pocket mirror out."
0: He says uh, we get we get lots of underground creatures. Most of them are pretty manageable. Uh, basilisks are, are common. Uh, occasionally, he is. Uh Oh God! We've had a few uh, spectators as well. Nothing, <laughs> nothing. You guys shouldn't be able to uh, t- to handle. Uh-huh. What do you think? Should we should we should we go take a closer look or what? I, I think we we have to we have to deal with this. It's not like we're gonna we we can't try and attempt to go through Carthus uh, proper. So let's just deal with this, I suppose. Okay, do you have any plan? Like, are you, like, readying actions? Like, what's the deal here? I, I think Jody turns to our two militarily inclined friends and is like, uh, Gaelic, Duncan, what do you think?
2: Well, I can't sneak up on the thing, so ultimately all I can do is run at it with my sword. If you want, you could try and get the drop on it yourself, or Druzzy, you could give it a crack. I think Garrick says,
0: I'm not going to lie, on, guys, this uh, standing around thing is making me nervous. I think we either need to go forwards or backwards.
1: Um, okay, I think Drizzy stands her ground and readies in action, um, just a, a light little ray of frost.
0: Okay, to, at, at, at the first,
1: what, target she sees? Okay. comes around the corner. Okay, yeah. okay.
0: Is it safe to say that you guys are all kind of getting ready,
2: stealing yourselves? I think Dunkan draws his sword and approaches the corner, sort of just calmly ready to attack the first thing that...
0: Okay. I'm gonna say you guys kind of like all, all group up. Trudy's got a spell ready. Garrick and Duncan are both approaching the corner. Their swords in their hands. And what's Jody doing? Is so he doing the same thing? Yeah, no, I think Jody uh, is probably like backing up uh, Duncan essentially, and with, with his copper rod. Okay, so the three of you peek around the corner, and uh, you find yourself face to face with a basculus basilisk is expected <laughs> <laughs> which, which lets out yeah, a we... tremendous horrifying roar but you, you, you're you, mostly unfazed you figure alright you're gonna make pretty short work of this thing when two large uh, armour plated rhino looking boys burst out of the walls of the tunnel they're you're in the... one on the left huh? and one on the right hand side uh, I guess they kind of look like rhinos but they're also like roughly sort of tubular have big claws and big horrible mouths uh, I need everyone to make a strength or dexterity save for me and then roll some initiative. Let's go.
1: Mine was thirteen.
2: My is this for um, dex or just strength? Strength, strength, or dex? It's your your call. My yeah. strength save is twenty. Uh huh. Seventeen for my dex.
0: Okay, so Jody Duncan and Kyron all managed to keep their feet. Garrick and Drazilia tumble to the floor of the uh, tunnel that they're standing in. And can I get those initiative rolls for you?
2: Mine is nine.
1: Get some real garbage rolls. Nice. Well, we Good night you...
2: Grace Garbage Rolls Chapel.
0: Uh-huh. Alright, okay. Let's let's fucking get to it. Uh the first person to act is this basilisk, which I'm gonna say, yeah, fuck it, let's go with this. Uh yells again and fixes. Uh, I'm gonna roll a D3.
2: Now, I'm getting conflicting reports here. Is the creature we're fighting a basilisk or a baskalisk?
0: It's it's a Baskin Robinsilisk. Damn it! I was gonna make it do it! Uh, come, uh, Headed you off at the past.
1: <laughs> I was oh, about to be like, I'm gonna yeah,
0: cut dude. up these robins. Okay, the basilisk fixes uh the prone, knocked prone Garrick in his uh horrifying Gemini glare, <laughs> And Garrick dies. Okay, uh Garrick. In the chest. Uh, fixes the basilisk's gaze in his, and does not turn to stone. So the next person to act is Jody <laughs> Mustana. Let's go. you got these two, I'm like, back. large, fucking, big, rhino-type They're boys. are like big mouths, or what? Yeah, like big mouths. Like, their faces are basically big mouths. One on the left of oh, the track, one fine. on the right. Basilisk sort of a round... Like, imagine it's like a sort of gentle bend. Uh, around the bend, there's the basilisk sort of on the left side of the track and the right side of the track, probably a little bit behind the bend are uh, these guys. But they're all within range of you all. I'm going to head up to the basilisk, and I'm going to use Stunning Strike on it. Oh, nice. Play play it in its own game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice. yeah exactly. So what, is, what does sure. he need to do? You need to hit him first, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, ooh, no. Uh, nine plus eight, so 17. Yeah, okay. Uh, Seventeen definitely uh, pierces through the sort of natural armor, tough hide of this basilisk. Uh, if you're thinking of like a like a Harry Potter type snake, you're thinking wrong. You no, know I. It's am. more like a big lizard boy <laughs> that looks like that. Oh. Yeah, Google five e basilisk if you want to know what it looks like. Right. Uh, save He yes. consaves, uh sixteen. Ooh, that'll probably be fine. I'm guessing eight plus no. proficiency plus your wisdom mod. I guess. I think I think you're okay. Yeah. Okay, That's so he, okay. he doesn't do much, but he's gonna take some damage anyway, I expect. Yes yes, yes. So he'll take uh ooh god, okay, uh one damage, but plus five, so six damage. And then <laughs> okay, I'm gonna so do an all-around not a... that effective strike from my good boy Jody here, but let's, let's now, just play it. don't yeah, I, I got a lot of number more attacks coming along, don't worry. So then I'm gonna uh, <laughs> use my martial strike to just punch it, essentially. That one is a nineteen to hit. Uh-huh. Fucking hell, roll the one again. That'll be five damage. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Alright. So you get um, your hand and your staff through its hide, but uh. Yeah. yeah. Go on. Fuck, I'm gonna burn another key point and try and stun him again. Uh, that one is a 23 to hit. Um, can you roll a con save again? Yeah, that's a 20. Motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's cool, that's cool. Burn two key points, whatever, that's cool. Hawks, um, I rolled another one. Okay, right. <laughs> uh, so that's six damage. Um, uh-huh. I guess I'm just gonna p- punch this guy again. Fucking hell! <laughs> all right, uh, that one is a 22 to hit. Yep, yep.
1: I rolled another. <laughs>
0: Uh, and that'll so be five, five. damage, okay. and that's my turn. Yep, four ones in a row on damage rolls okay, from Mr. Mustard. like
1: minimum damage, that is a lot of points.
0: Yeah, he did do twenty-two damage as minimum damage, but he did have to hit four times in order to yeah, deal that. Yeah. And is that a key
2: point with every punch? Uh, I, I I burnt two because I tried stunning stri- strike twice. So
0: next action is one of these large, large boys who uh, leaps forward and attempts to bite the uh, tasty-looking little morsel of dwarf that he sees in front of him, and that's a twenty to hit. I think that's going to do it. D- D- Duncan's just looking at me now. So, yeah, uh, um,
2: I suppose like in theory, you should tell me that it hits before I decide whether or not to use my shield. But I don't think I will. I think I'll take this one. I want to know what they. I want to know how bad it hurts before yeah, okay. I strategize this battle. Great. So that's consider this reconnaissance.
0: Okay. Twenty piercing damage. Okay. And bites you. Well. Feel, feeling good about that, are you, DK? Forty,
2: I feel healthy. like I've. You know it. Hey!
0: 69, nice, nice, nice. Uh, next person to act is the other one of these boys who leaps forward and probably, I'm going to say, who we got? We got Druzzy and Garrick on the floor. We got Jody attacking the because He's engaged, he's engaged. I'm going to say he leaps at the cart and takes a bite of Kyron. Uh, but he natural ones it. So I'm going to say he sort of stumbles as he's making his leap. He just, like, nips at the air in front of him and Kyron kind of, like, jukes out of the way and, like, slides backwards. Next person to act is Donkey Kong.
2: What? what, what? So... I am going to... Am I within reach of the basilisk?
0: You could move up to it, but you'll take an attack of opportunity from the um, bullet, well. which is what this thing is, by the way. Yeah, I know.
1: Can I call out? Give me a clear shot at more than one.
0: <laughs> you can... You've got a clear shot at any of them. You big, are on the ground. big. They're big. No, they're...
1: as in, like, don't stand between them so I can fireball both at the same time.
0: Ah, as in like get out of in between them. Yeah. Am I between them? Uh, I would say one's attacking you. So one came in on the left, one came in on the right. The one that came in on the right sort of lunged backwards towards the cart. So you're all kind of in between the two of them at the moment.
2: Hang on, did they come in between us and the cart?
0: Cart was at one point on the track. Yeah, you guys got out of the cart. Yeah, went forwards. Yeah, they came roughly. Where you were, yeah, and now one of them has moved back towards the cart to attack Kyron who was okay. standing in the cart. So there's one of them kind of at the bend in the corner where you guys are mostly mm-hmm. standing, except for Jody, who's up ahead. What about the
2: basilisk? So the basilisk is further corner,
0: on around the bend. It was the distraction. Would she be able to hit two of them with a fireball? I'd say. What's the range on the fireball? Thirty foot radius. Twenty. Twenty foot radius. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, you probably couldn't hit both of them. What if it's including Jody in the blast radius? Yeah, you could probably get the Basilisk, Jody, and the one that's attacking John When she yells, like, give me a clear shot, Jody probably yells back, like, Go for it! I- I'll be fine! It's <laughs> <laughs> very confident of you, Jody. Yeah, yeah. Well, his deck saves are on
2: point. I'm just gonna take a couple of big old swings at the dude trying to eat me. A couple of chunky-dunky hits? Yeah.
1: You suck at rolling. Yeah, dude,
2: come on. <laughs> Okay, so one of them was a 5, which turns into a 13. Does that hit? That will not. The other one is 27 to hit. That will. We have re that. Two. Oh, it turns it into a 1. Fantastic. So that that's is... That's first time That's happened. That is yeah. 9 damage.
0: Cool damage, DK. Is that you done, or are you going
2: again? Oh, uh, you know what? There's a lot of them, so I am going to amp this up on the ASs. I am going 2, then Action Surge. Great. To do that all again. For two
0: more strikes, go ahead.
2: Uh, will a 17 hit? It does. Cool. And then the 20 will also hit? Correct. So that is rerolling the one back to a one. So that is five, nine damage on one. Okay. And then rerolling this one. Two, six, six is 12, plus four is 16 damage.
0: Okay, after some weak rolls across the party, just some bad luck on the on the damage rolls, we finally get a, a, a nice chunky hit as you feel your greatsword uh, take purchase in between this thing's uh, some, a chink in its scaly, scaly hide. And now it's Brazilia. You could hit the rear of the bullet that Dunkan is fighting and the basilisk and also Jody with a fireball if you were planning on that.
1: I could try my new blight smell.
0: Oh, yeah. blight smell. is very, yeah, your new blighty smell. <laughs> yeah, nice. Go
1: on. Yeah. All right. I might try and blight the basilisk.
0: The basilisk. Okay. Go
1: ahead. Uh, does you know which is the more threatening?
0: Definitely the big fucking big dude. The basilisk is regular. Right, I'll like hit the big dice. dude.
1: That the dude fighting? Hit.
0: Cool. So what do I need to do now? It's so a deck save or a con save? Blight. Blah blah blah. Time to make a con save. Take eight dh on a failed save. I half as much less easy as he this One. Okay. So con save for the one that Duncan is fighting. It is a nat 20. No! Nice! So he's only going to take half of your 8d8. But go ahead and roll right. 8d8.
1: 32.
0: Okay, so uh, you, you pump out, like, this fucking field of death magic, basically. Uh, and the the large dude kind of like shudders, but like holds fast and he only takes half of that damage But he's still standing. He's, he's ready to he's ready to, to rock and now it's Kyren's turn who sees this guy in front of him and Attacks him twice with the sword that he pulls off his back swings it out him twice uh, Hits him once with it and deals a nice chunk of damage He says like oh, get rid of those ones, but uh probably gonna need some help back here <laughs> sooner or later and then it's garrick's turn garrick stands up and uh moves back towards kyron and attacks the bullet that he's uh, engaged with also twice that's a hit and a miss so he's going to deal Ooh, another nice chunk of damage so uh yeah uh, garrick kind of like rushes up at this thing's back and like slashes it across its hide so now it's being engaged on two fronts and uh yeah it's it's looking like it's it's taking some hits now we're back around to the top of the order which is the basilisk who fixes Jody in his terrible gaze. Uh, and can I get you to take a Constitution saving throw for me, please, Jody? <laughs> oh, no. Okay, you sure can. Uh, hmm, plus two. I rolled a one. Are you dead? <laughs> no. No, Grace, he's not dead. But he is restrained, and he does feel himself beginning to turn
2: to stone. Oh, what do I know about Jody? <laughs> that's
0: so stupid. <laughs> He's brand new stone to That's what you know about Jody. <laughs> How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons is a production of the Curio Network and hosted by Thomas Owen, Grace Chappell, Ben McAllister, and Jackson Newsom. Editing by Ben McAllister. You can find details of all the music in the show notes we've got other content on curio such as odds and ends where grace talks with people about the mementos they've kept and the stories behind them or still interested where we look at film and tv that has been rebooted or remade and try to figure out why they thought it was a good idea check it all out at curionetwork.com